Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and comfortable, and I hope you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Are you a fan of hot weather? I am not. I, I know some folks love it, but if it gets into the high 80s and 90s, and that's Fahrenheit, by the way, I prefer to stay indoors, preferably in air conditioning. I know I've complained about the heat before, but it is on my mind right now, as here in southern New Hampshire, USA, where I live and work, it got hot this weekend and I did not want to leave the house if I didn't have to. Now, I, I do have a dog that needs to be walked, and this is her first summer with us as our family adopted her in September of last year. Now, fortunately, I've, I've kept up a daily routine of walking her first thing in the morning, and most, most mornings here in the northeast part of America are comparatively cool weather-wise, and it's not until the late morning and early afternoon that it starts to get really uncomfortable during the summer months. Uh, speaking of summer, do you have any summer plans yet? Are, are you going to take any time off? How about traveling? Concerts! You, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic now. If you haven't yet, I, I encourage you to get yourself vaccinated and get out there and enjoy your life. At the very least, make a summer reading list. And, and speaking of summer reading, uh, and forgive me, longtime listeners, as you folks know what part of the monologue we've reached, uh, for you brand new listeners to this podcast, first off, let me say welcome. My name is Andy Mascola, and I'm the host of this thing called People Are the Enemy. There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. I would like you to know, however, that I am a published author with eight novels currently available worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you love People Are the Enemy, and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself some great summer literature, the best way to do all that is to purchase one or two of my books. If you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode 176 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Holy moly, you've tuned into a good one, folks. Our guest is the bedroom pop multi-instrumentalist, producer, and composer Lucas Mayo a Pickle Darling. Uh, the latest Pickle Darling album, Cosmonaut, is now available via Z-tapes and digital, vinyl, and cassette, and it can be purchased online at pickledarling.bandcamp.com. Now, last week, Cosmonaut broke into the New Zealand Top 40. Congratulations, Lucas! It's well-deserved, as it's a very good album that's also had the honor of being Bandcamp's Album of the Day, the Tuesday after it was released. Now, I am a Pickle Darling fan, and I was over the moon when I invited Lucas to speak with me today, and they graciously made time to talk. So without further ado, let's, let's, speak, with, let's speak with Lucas Mayo. Lucas, are you there, sir? I'm here. Oh, How you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you so so much for for giving me your time, Lucas. 
Yeah, you you are from Christchurch, New Zealand. Are you are you in Christchurch right now? Yep, yep. I'm in Christchurch. I'm just in my flat. And it's first thing in the morning there. Yeah, pretty much just got up. Well, I I appreciate you talking with us at such an early hour. Thank you, thank you. It's all good. Congratulations on Cosmonaut, Lucas. I I believe the last time you and I spoke, which was in December of 2019, this album had already been completed. Is is that correct? Oh, that's right. I think at least my end of it had been finished in terms of like before it was fully mixed and mastered. But I think my end of it, like I'd sent everything off to get mixed and mastered. Was it was it hard to wait a while ago? Yeah, it, it does seem like such a long time ago, and I was surprised. In, in re-listening to that conversation you and I had had in 2019, uh, you'd, you'd mentioned that the new record, uh, meaning Cosmonaut at that time, I'd, although I don't know if it had had a title, uh, was completed. And I was surprised myself in re-listening to our conversation that it had been completed that long ago. Now, it, it must have been hard to wait a year and a half for, for its release. Was it was it difficult? I think, I think there might have been one more song that I made after that, that I, I think it might've been the middle song in the album. Um, I think, cause I kind of, we kind of mix the songs one at a time gradually. So over the year, the album's getting mixed and the person sending me, um, their mixes and stuff and I'm giving them feedback. So that, that still feels like I'm working on the music. So it didn't really feel like, um, I had to just wait around. There's still a lot of involvement both ways. Um, but it's been sitting finished, mixed and mastered for probably like five months or something, four months. I know. Probably longer than that. I know that, that Z-Tapes had, had uh, began the pre-order months ago and had been sitting in my in my collection on Bandcamp and I'd, I'd, I'd forget and I'd keep checking the date. I'd say, when is this thing coming out? I can't wait. I can't wait. It was a lot of anticipation built, but uh, well worth the wait. Cosmonaut is wonderful, and you should be very proud of it. It's uh, it's a excellent, oh, excellent work. What, uh, I, I, was it me, or was there a lot more banjo on this album? Yeah, there is a lot more banjo. I, I was given a banjo um, by my friend Thomas before I started this album, so I used that a lot. And it was a really like I don't know how to play banjo, and it, I've since got a new banjo because that old one was really like it cut my fingers up. Um, but yeah, no, there's lots of banjo on the new album. Did you did you compose the songs on the banjo? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I don't even really feel like I compose the songs. Like I, I just sit here in front of my laptop and I'm recording as I'm just coming up with stuff. And while oh, that sounds cool, I'll record that. Um, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Another thing I'd noticed about Cosmonaut, when compared to your past releases, was there are far fewer pop cultural references uh, on, on the new album. Was that was that a conscious decision on your part? And I mean, obviously, lyrically, you know, I think there were uh, references to... to um, uh, Nicholas Wending Refn on, on a previous uh, on a previous album and and on Cosmonaut I know there are there are a couple um, pop culture references but but far fewer was that was that a conscious decision? Um, I I don't think it was a conscious decision actually I think I've just become 
I wanted to be a more focused lyricist. So I wanted to write melodies and stuff that were really like, um, really like intentional and composed and like, um, I wanted them to be, I don't know, maybe a bit more universal, I guess. Um, I can absolutely understand that. A lot of times, a lot of times cultural references on albums, while they are enjoyable in the moment, sometimes they don't age so well. But I I, I can't say that uh, for your work that that has been the case, you know, as far as uh, the past. And and one of the pop cultural references that I I did find that is included on Cosmonaut is the song Rosary, which I'd read is is an homage to the writer Lydia Davis. Is, Is that true? I think it wasn't really an homage. It was just like I was writing short songs and then I was kind of getting into some of her stuff at the same time. So it, it like, oh, this kind of gives me permission to just do a really short song. Now, I, I myself, I, I was not familiar with Lydia Davis's work at all. Shame on me. I, I'm a big reader. And uh, and I, I, I after after reading an interview with yourself where you'd mentioned Lydia Davis or, or maybe perhaps the interviewer had, I immediately put uh, one of her works on in my reading queue because I, I definitely want to explore her work. How did you happen to discover and be inspired by Lydia Davis for the, for the song Rosary? Um, I think I heard... Well, I think that song was actually written a long time ago, um, but I didn't think it was finished. And then after... Um, there was that last Magnetic Fields album, Yes. Called Quickie. Yes. He talks about how he was inspired by Lydia Davis because she does really short stories. She does like two line stories oh. um, or one sentence stories. Okay. Um, so that was, um, then I checked her out and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just keep doing short songs. Very cool. Very um, cool. Stephen Merritt is a force, isn't he? That, that Quickie's album yeah. was a complete surprise. And it's, you know, he, he's uh, obviously very into and I hate to use the term gimmicks because, you know, what he does is, in my mind, is, is so profound. And, and I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Stephen Merritt and the Magnetic Fields. But he's always, I should say concepts. He's always coming up with new concepts for his album, you know, his albums. And uh, that was a com- out of a completely left field. But it, it, uh, it was a, a pleasant surprise. And there are some, some wonderful moments on that Quickies album. Yeah. No, it's cool. I don't think I've actually, like checked out the whole album yet. I was just like... Oh, there's a lot to I it. I really yeah. like <laughs> yeah. and, You know, especially with a, a, an album of, of that length, because I think, I think you're right. I, I, and I, if I'm correct, there may be over 20 tracks. I think possibly well over 20. But yeah, and in, in especially yeah. with, with songs so short, it's hard to find favorites amidst those, you know. But uh, to have that many different ideas is always impressive to me, and he is uh, such a fertile uh, source of um, inspiration. Obviously, he's, he's constantly creating new concepts and new songs. It's very, very cool that uh, you'd had that inspiration. Uh, Lucas, there's been a a few videos produced in support of Cosmonaut, and as I am aware, you are a film aficionado. I wanted to ask about the music video for the first, you know, single on Cosmonaut, or the first song, rather, Achieve Lift. It's so cute. How how did the idea for this video come about? Um, So that one was directed and animated by my friend Karin Yamasaki. Um, and I, part of the, um, like when we were planning, I, I saw the movie, 
I couldn't look it up. I can't remember what it's called. It's the 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 Adventures of Aaron Munchausen. Oh, Baron von Munchausen. Yeah, I think that was yeah, a Terry Gilliam film. Yeah. Yeah, I, but it wasn't that one. It was an earlier version. Okay. It was. Um, I'll, I'll just quickly look this up. Sure. Yeah, because there was there was that eighties one, but then there's a version um, before it, which is oh, the fabulous Baron Munchausen. Oh, I'm not familiar I with that one. one. Um. <laughs> I think I think here in the states I remember because I was I was I was a, a young guy and I say young guy I was a child at the time that uh, B- the Adventures of Baron von Munchausen came out I'd had no idea that there was a film prior to it I think that was yeah so this is this was a uh, um it's like a a Czech a Czech film mm-hmm. it's a um yeah it came out in nineteen sixty two. And yeah, the fabulous Baron Munchausen, and you should like look it up and just look at the images, and you'll see immediately where the video comes from. Um, it's pretty crazy movie, and it looks so like it's hard to believe it's from nineteen sixty two. It looks like a like you can see where Monty Python got all of their weird animation sort of imagery from, and um, it looks really kind of two-dimensional and collaged and um yeah it's real cool very cool that was kind of that was kind of the main inspiration to be honest excellent excellent Um, and how did you happen to find that movie was that one of the ones you'd come across in the the local video store there i remember you talking about uh i think someone having a niche video store nearby yeah i think someone just recommended the movie um i hadn't heard of it at the time so a friend just like recommended it and we just watched it and it was crazy. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we'll have to include a link to, to the video for Achieve Lift so listeners can check that out. And they definitely should. It's it's an adorable video. And, of course, um, it gives you gives you the, the first song for Cosmonaut. So if you love what you hear there, I, I encourage you to check out the whole album. We'll obviously include links to the whole album. The, the new Pickle Darling album, again, is, is titled Cosmonaut, as I mentioned. Uh, Lucas, you were inspired by a lot of sci-fi for this record, I assume. And and I know it's been a while since you'd written and recorded these songs, but do you recall any of the science fiction you were enjoying while making Cosmonaut? Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Um, I was really into like movies like Solaris and, um, oh man, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Solaris was a big one. And I guess Her counts as a sci-fi. Yeah, I'd say that's definitely um, a sci-fi and, film. Yeah. And Stalker. I was, I was really into, like, um, the the sort of, like, I don't know, I guess contemplative sort of, um, I don't know, kind of existential sort of, like, sci-fi. Very um, cool. Yeah. Right on. I've been, and also, like, yeah. I also really like the really tacky, like, I don't know when they came out, but all those movies that were like, oh, Journey Through the Body or, like, stuff <laughs> like those real, like, crazy movies where these scientists, like, shrink themselves and go on a 
adventure through the human body and stuff like that. Did you ever see it? I got real cool special effects. This might have been that been one that didn't land on your radar, if only because it's probably more comedy than sci-fi. But there was this Martin Short film called Inner Space. Do you, do you are you familiar with this film? No, I don't know this movie. In this, in this, uh, uh, Dennis Dennis Quaid is a, an astronaut whose whose mission is to be shrunk down and then be injected in, into uh, a person of note. I forget the purpose exactly, but Martin Short. I don't know if you're familiar with Martin Short. He's a comedian, and he's very physical, uh, comically. And 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 Dennis Quaid in the movie accidentally gets injected into Martin Short, and it's it's pretty funny. I don't know. It was it was. <laughs> I don't know oh, if it would. Awesome. I don't know if it would inspire an album, Lucas. But you know, it's <laughs> Lucas. There was oh, awesome. there was one lyric that stood out the first time I listened to Cosmonaut in its entirety, and I haven't forgot it. And I wanted to ask you about it, if only because it's rather peculiar. And I'm hoping you can tell me what inspired inspired this lyric for you. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Yeah, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Honestly, it it was a great line, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." I don't know where this comes from, but uh, but I'm dying to know. And and maybe it didn't come from anywhere. Maybe it's your own imagination. But if it was inspired by something, I'd be cur- I was curious to know. Okay, it's the song "Blushing." The lines I- I'm dying to know about are quote, "The oven's on. Kids are calling out to ask about your day at work. Your husband says today I sold my car for a space hopper." Sliced in half by automatic doors, my guts are spilling on the floor. End quote. What 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 was that, Lucas? Do you recall um, at all what inspired that? Oh. Uh, I think the way I write lyrics isn't by thinking of something and then writing it. I kind of just follow a train of thought. Well, I I think because I'm really interested in like, you know, those like moments during your day where you just suddenly kind of blank out and your brain just goes down a rabbit hole and you're just like um you're in your own world and you just go down this rabbit hole in your brain um and then something snaps you out of it um maybe someone said something that sent you down this like weird mental rabbit hole i'm really interested in like that what that thinking looks like as like lyrics so when i'm writing lyrics i just kind of let myself go down a rabbit hole by like letting all of like um i guess following the rhythm of like the words and see where they lead me or what other images that pop up in my head or um like intrusive thoughts and stuff just letting that in there into the song and um yeah and then trying to like tie it all together to kind of mean something it's hard to know what it means. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. No, it I works. Think, it I works. think I like the idea of... Go ahead. Like, I think because a lot of the song was about, like, worries about the future and stuff. So I like the idea of, like, I guess for that part, for me, it's like, it's like this... Um, my brain just, like, immediately thinking forward into the future of what, like life could be like or whatever but in a kind of weird like strange dreamlike way no doubt no doubt you've got this little slice of life of this image of a futuristic family and it obviously as a writer myself i was intrigued because there was dialogue included you know 
Today I sold my car for a space hopper. I thought, oh my goodness. And then it goes into the automatic doors and the gut spilling on the floor. I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. This must have come from something that he saw or read or something. But I, I absolutely can understand, um, you know, going down space the rabbit hole of your own mind. Like What's that? I just saw a, I just, because I saw a space hopper. What is a space and I was hopper? Like, I, haven't, I haven't seen one of those since kindergarten. What is they're, that? Um, they're those. I better make sure I'm actually getting it right. Um, <laughs> they were like, they're also called moon hoppers. They were these oh. like things that you'd see in kindergarten, and they're like these big rubber balls with handles on the top. And you would just oh, yeah. Them. Okay, sure. Yeah, I remember those. That's what they were called, space hoppers. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love it. So I love I that the dad sold the car for like... a space hopper. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm going to think of that every time now. I love that. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. I wanted to play um, Rosary and A Deep Breath, two tracks uh, that appear back-to-back on Cosmonaut. And uh, I, I'd asked Lucas um, prior uh, to, uh, to, re- to this conversation if that was okay, and they said it would be all right for me to do that. And I, Lucas, I greatly, greatly appreciate you letting me uh, generously enough play both of these songs. Um, before I play Rosary... And uh, which is a shorter song. It's it's just under a minute, and that'll roll right into a deep breath. Was there anything, Lucas, that you wanted to to, to say about these songs before I play them? Um, I think. I guess. Hmm. I don't know. There are a couple of my favorites on the album. Yeah, I'm really proud of a deep breath, like production wise, um, and lyrically. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> very good, very good. I, I, I'd say, and, and, and I, I'd, I'd mention this to Lucas that they're also my favorites, or that the, the, the two songs that appear again, "Rosary" and "A Deep Breath" back to back, one of my favorite moments on the album, and it also gives one if if you if you're not familiar with "Pickle Darling," it, it gives you a good idea of what "Pickle Darling" is. I think it's it's a it's it's a it's a good healthy taste of uh, Lucas's talents. So Lucas, if you don't mind, I'm going to I'm going to mute the phone now, so you'll be able to hear me, but we won't be able to hear you. And I'll play these songs, and then we'll come back and finish up. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that's so good. Very good, very good. So I'm going to play now "Rosary." You'll hear first, and then a deep breath. And these songs are from the new Pickle Darling album, Cosmonaut, which is available right now at pickledarling.bandcamp.com. You can find a link to the album right in the description of this podcast. And without further ado, here's some music. And if you think it feels like work I'm willing to put the work in Yes, I'm willing to put the work in And if you need me to remind her
in my feet My tongue and my cheek Watching the season three Of recess alert In a house made of stone I wake up to my TV But it's 1080p My reflection is sitting Last year I was 23 And you spoke to me With my broken body And my broken sleep Planet declares defeat The missile sins We take a deep breath And we hold it to the end There you have it. That was the song's Rosary, followed by a deep breath from the new Pickle Darling album, Cosmonaut. Lucas, that was wonderful. Thank you so, so much again for letting me play those songs. Thank you. That's so good. And uh, listeners, if, if you loved what you heard, I guarantee you're going to love Cosmonaut from beginning to end. It's a wonderful, wonderful album. And, uh, and if you love Cosmonaut, check out the rest of Pickle Darling's catalog. You can't go wrong. It's all it's all wonderful, wonderful stuff. It, it, Lucas, I, I wanted to ask, uh, because I, I'd heard that you were going to have a tour of New Zealand that kicks off next month. Is is this still happening? Yep, yep. It should be, yeah, 12-day tour. Awesome. Are you excited? Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous. You're nervous? I'm nervous at losing a lot of money. Oh, dear. Um, but no, ticket sales is going good. Good, good. Yeah, I'm no, glad to hear that. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Now I know, as as you know, comparatively, you know, we we've had a a lot of lockdown situations here and and haven't been able to do much uh, here in the states, given given the you know the pandemic and whatnot. But comparatively, I know New Zealand uh, did well as far as as far as you know, t- comparatively, again taking care of of uh, any outbreaks there. Had you been able to to perform at all in the last year? Yeah, we did a um, we did a tour with the Beths. Um, awesome. 
They're a great yeah. band. So we went, yeah, we went, we played four shows with them in the South Island. Um, yeah, some like massive venues and stuff. It was crazy. Um, yeah, and other bands played a few shows here and there, but I don't really, I don't really play much. I kind of just like trying <laughs> not play much. So when I play, it's like people excited to go. <laughs> Very cool. That must have been a great show. That's that's a, a great lineup. Uh, the Beths are a great band, and obviously Pickle Darling is a great great uh, project. Also, I, you know, a- excellent. This is Lucas. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you again so so much for giving me your time. I, I sincerely appreciate it. Oh, good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. This has been episode 176 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Lucas Mayo and Pickle Darling. The new album is called Cosmonaut. Please check it out. We love you. Peace.